0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production 7 6 five,
1: four, three, two, Roll A fade up on A
0: southern miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the eagle hour good afternoon golden eagle fans listen across the state of mississippi on the super talk mississippi network it's the eagle hour thanks for joining us today luke johnson kelly sander dalton stanford from the first bank studios in hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel, a little less than 48 hours from Christmas. It is Christmas week. Uh, Golden Eagles practice in football as they get ready for their January 4th matchup against Tulane. Out in Fort Worth. Going to talk some bowl stuff today with you. Going to uh, look at how Ladavius Drain climbed in some record books as the Golden Eagle basketball team wins um, this past weekend. So a lot to get to. Talk a little Saints also. Kelly Center, how was your weekend? It
1: was good. Uh, you and I both got to see the new Star Wars movie. Didn't get your uh, your 1 to 10 star review, Luke.
0: Um, it was pretty good. We'll we'll talk about that a little later. Maybe okay. maybe right. an, an an eight, maybe an eight. Yeah, I so think so. I was I, a pleasantly surprised. I
1: think that's pretty good. I think that's a good number. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, okay. I was I was looking Christmas,
0: for more. Christmas you guys, week, man, up.
1: everything's dragging. a little Now I was looking for more of a formal pitch. But at any rate, uh, <laughs> joining us on the Super Talk uh, Eagle Hour today is Jimmy Carpenter, who's the son of the late James Ray Carpenter, the the Southern Miss golf. Uh, team and indeed golf community has lost a couple of great ones the past two years with the passing of James Ray Carpenter last year, Jimmy's dad, and then, of course, Sam Hall this um, past week, and uh, Sam Hall being laid to rest here just uh, not long ago. As we welcome Jimmy to the uh, to the show, Jimmy, what is it about Hattiesburg that where all the, the big guns in golf seem to hang out, live, born, raised, or what have you?
2: Oh, I don't know, but Kelly, we, we've been blessed especially if you're in the golf community. We've been blessed for what we have around Hattiesburg, absolutely.
1: Actually, you know, we're going to talk more about Sam and your dad in a moment, but, but looking at some of the Southern Miss golf history, most people are familiar with uh, Davis Love III, who was a Ryder Cup uh, captain and had quite a prolific career on the PGA Tour. His father, Davis Love II, actually has some ties to Hattiesburg, Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, what did Davis Love his second is it during the nineteen fifties, late fifties, probably maybe early sixties? Uh, he graduated. I'm going to say went to college with uh, in Texas. Uh, a great coach, Harvey Pennick, was his coach. I remember that, and uh, so he played college golf. I assume, yeah, in in Texas. And then he came to Southern Miss uh, for a graduate degree. Uh, I think he was going to be a school teacher, And so he got a graduate degree uh, or, or came to graduate school at Southern Miss. Uh, while he was here, he helped out with the golf team. Uh, the, the namesake of the old USM golf course is B.O. Van Hook. Right. And he was the golf coach at the time. And uh, Davis Love Jr. was uh, maybe his coaching assistant or maybe he helped uh, give golf instructions.
1: And, of course, Davis Love III, his son, was born in uh, North Carolina. And Davis Love III always had a special place in his heart for Hattiesburg because he would come back to the deposit guarantee uh, often. I'm sure his dad, who was tragically killed in a plane crash very young in Davis's life, Davis Love III's life, uh, his, his late father spoke very fondly of, of Hattiesburg.
2: Yes, he did. And, and also, uh, Davis Love Jr. was a tour player. He did play the tour. In
1: the 60s. And, and of course, uh, Davis Love III had uh, quite a bit of success when the tournament was at the Hattiesburg Country Club, the Deposit Guarantee Golf Classic back then. Right,
2: and I don't recall his success. Uh, Most all of those tour players would play in Hattiesburg while it was opposite at the Masters if they did not qualify for the Masters. That gave them a stomp uh, to at least continue to play. And I I remember Davis Love coming here. I've met him in Hattiesburg a couple of times. I don't know how many years he played. But, yes, he definitely came to Hattiesburg.
1: And Sam Hall, the passing of Sam Hall uh, uh, kind of spread like wildfire throughout uh, Hattiesburg. The only person to ever steal a letter in all sports that were offered at Hattiesburg High School. Sam Hall, from your perspective, Jimmy, what did uh, Sam Hall bring to the table, and what does the golf community now lose with his passing?
2: Uh, good question, Kelly. Uh, I did not know Sam as an athlete. Uh, that would have been before my time. But every since I've been around in golf, my father became the golfer in 1964, I knew of Sam Hall. Uh, Sam Hall was a great golfer. Now, Sam retained his amateur status. Uh, Sam played as an amateur golfer all of his days. Uh, but he, he, he was known as a player. He's played in a lot of national championships uh, in the amateur ranks. Uh, Sam probably has set some course records. Uh, mm-hmm. Always a great player. And uh, he actually followed me as the uh, golf coach at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually had a hand in recruiting him uh, to, to follow, follow my footsteps as a golf coach.
1: Because he was so accomplished on the tour, Jimmy, and looking back on it now, was there still, even though you had quite a career of your own, but yours was more from the administrative uh, and coaching side, Sam was was more on the playing side, were you a little bit intimidated by Sam Hall in any way, shape, or form when you went to recruit him to be the the new golf coach?
2: I, I, I would absolutely have to say yes. When you're talking to a golfer of that stature asking about golf, you're just uh, more more of an admirer, uh, but Sam was involved with the golf team when I was the golf coach uh, because we had the club play the team playing over at the Adesburn Country Club where he was a member and he helped me get the team onto the club. So he was a supporter of the golf team uh, while I was the golf coach. He was a I wouldn't say he was a part of the golf team, but he was. He was keenly aware of the players and uh, and uh, what they were doing and accomplishing. So he was kind of a part of the golf team. Uh, maybe even helped some of the golfers on the driving range from time to time. Uh, because Sam loved to teach and loved to be a part of everybody.
1: Jimmy. Jimmy Carpenter is with his former golf coach at Southern Miss, talking about the passing of Sam Hall and, of course, his father, James Ray Carpenter Sr. Very quickly before we get to talk about your dad, Jimmy, with the closing of Van Hook Golf Course, which you'll have to put it into perspective for us exactly when it closed. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the difficulty of keeping the, the, golf, uh, the golf program not flatlining or keeping it alive when they really don't, have something to their disposal like they did at Van Hook? Uh,
2: the golf team began, I would say, during the 1980s and 90s, uh, were a home at the other golf courses in the area. Uh, they were available. Uh, Canebrake Break was built in the uh, 1980s. And Cane Break allowed the golf team to play out there. The Hattiesburg Country Club allowed the golf team to play out there. Timberton opened, I believe, in 1889 or 90, and they allowed the golf team. So the golf team was afforded the luxury of playing at the area golf courses. And when you're afforded those opportunities, you tend to shy away from the lesser of the course, which would have been the public course uh, of Southern Myth. And, and when so they played less and less at Southern Miss and more and more at the other golf courses.
1: When did Van Hook close, Jimmy? When did Van Hook close? Uh, Van
2: Hook closed in 2002.
1: Boy, that is hard to believe. That it. It's the, the old ranch, as they call it, has been <coughs>
2: oh, gone. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Kelly. I left the golf business in 2002. It closed in 2004.
1: Okay, still, yeah. still 15, 15 years, years. It's, har- it, to it's yeah. hard to believe. Uh, the, the, your dad now has been gone a little bit uh, over a year now, another golf icon in Hattiesburg, former president of the PGA of America. And, and I dare say that the, now with Sam Hall gone, that, that the golf community will never be the same.
2: It, it will be different, that's for sure. Uh, however, there are a lot of people with roots in this area that are prominent in golf. Uh, just not as prominent as my father and uh, and Sam Hall. But when you look back at uh, uh, the legacy of Ron Hickman with the PGA Tour, uh, being a rules official for the PGA of America, and you look at uh, Jerry Weeks, who was the golf coach for 10, 12 years, uh, there are still some uh, local golf that uh, that can be great. And then you got the uh, golf pro at... Uh, can Country Club, who's considered one of the premier players in the state from a professional level, and uh, and now the current coach, uh, Eddie Brescher, is a tremendous golfer in his own right. And so Dave, there's a lot of golf around here. Yeah,
1: and Davis Riley from the Hattiesburg area is a, a terrific amateur, which we're hoping to see on the exactly. PGA Tour soon. Jimmy, great to talk to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
2: Thank you, Kelly. Same to you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on.
1: When the Eagle Hour continues, Luke Johnson will rejoin us. Bowl talk and basketball talk still to come.
0: with the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday, we greatly appreciate Jimmy Carpenter stopping by and reliving some of those memories uh, with us. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and beautiful downtown Laurel. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, you can go have your holiday meal courtesy of, uh, of Dickey. Stop by there. Great service. Let them serve you some great food. Always free ice cream uh, when you eat in there. And also, you still got time. It's a uh, little under 48 hours till. Christmas Day, go by Hardy Street and Campus Bookmark across from the campus of University of Southern Mississippi. Get some last-second, maybe stocking stuffers, maybe grab a hat, uh, a sweatshirt, a jacket, and a Southern Miss polo for somebody in your family. Campus Bookmark can help you. If you can't stop in, you can order online, campusbookmark.com. Net. You know, one of the things Kelly um, that always intrigued me about uh, James Ray Carpenter is uh, he never picked up a golf club until he was thirty three years old. That is mind boggling,
1: and the fact that that he rubbed elbows with some of the greatest golfers of all time. You know, I mean Jack Nicklaus, Lee Trevino, Tom Watson, Nick Faldo. I mean, the list goes on and on. It was so unassuming um, and so guileless. He he just he was just You know a terrific guy but but i i attribute a lot of that and the same thing with sam hall to their southern upbringing you know you hear the term southern gentleman but but just so so kind and so patient and so understanding um and i think i think when you have a guy like that who understands sometimes that professional athletes in any sport can be a little bit temperamental um but but had a very calming effect on a lot of those guys it's it's amazing that such a small area like the Hattiesburg area can produce such big-time uh, golf people, and now uh, they're both gone. So, you know, like Simba says in The Lion King, the circle of life continues, but uh, the golf golf world will certainly, certainly not be as good without Sam Hall and, and James Ray Carpenter.
0: And the next time, you know, any of us are out on the golf course in Hattiesburg, not just Hattiesburg, but South Mississippi, and you look at – uh, you just look at Hattiesburg, with Hattiesburg Country Club, with Canebrake, with Timberton. Um, a, a city like Hattiesburg, I mean, those are, are three really, really good golf courses. Do you, do you play? Uh, Canebrake. Have you ever played, you played? Yeah, I do. Do you? Have you ever had a hole-in-one? Never had a hole-in-one. But, uh, I had one. I had many, many holes in the woods, for sure.
1: No, I, I had a hole-in-one June 6th of 1990. It was on the 10th hole at uh, Van Hook Golf Course, that, oh, yeah. par, that par three. Yeah, oh, wow. And I didn't know, and it was so hot that day. It was unbelievably hot. And I remember telling the foursome that I was playing that, I said, you guys, nine holes, I'm sweating like a stuck pig. I said, I don't know that I want to go on and play the back nine. They go, oh, come on. The clubs were slipping in my hands. My hands were perspiring. I said, just put a glove on and come come play the back nine. So I teed off first on the 10th hole, and it was a par three, but the green was up a little bit higher than the tee so you couldn 't really see where the ball landed you know right. so it, it hit kind of in front of the green and took a bounce up and onto the green, but then you lost sight of it. Well, the eleventh tee box was just beyond the green, and I see the group ahead of us start jumping up and down. You know <laughs> I thought, I thought why, well, I must have stuck it pretty close there. And uh, got in the, in the cart and you know drove up, and they' are still of course, I think they'd had a few cocktails, but they were, <laughs> they, they were celebrating up there, and son of a gun went in the hole, five iron, yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow and so I have that the golf great. ball mounted. it was an old pro staff golf ball with wow. the half dimples, you know
0: The three of us need to go and hit the course sometime i've got a set of callaway clubs that I've had for. A couple of years now, I've only been able to play just a couple of games with. Well, that, I just haven't had the time to get out there.
1: Well, you must not play a lot because you called it games instead of rounds. Well,
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let the Esquire do his thing. Really? <laughs> I wasn't gonna y'all going to call me out but, like that? <laughs> yeah, we do. That's what we do on the show. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> So yeah, but just the legacy of of Hattiesburg Golf and South Mississippi Golf, and really the state of Mississippi Golf. I was looking through the the Southern Miss um, media guide for the golf team this year, and you just you look at all those names that have gone on and either played uh, on the tour or played professional golf or have coached, and many of them are instructors now. Uh, You think about the guys um, up at Old Waverly, you know. So it it just really is really is uh, an amazing legacy. Men's basketball. Basketball um, this weekend, their last n- non-conference game, defeated uh, Tougaloo ninety-six to seventy-seven. And Kelly, we've been asking the question: When will we see Ladavius Drain uh, start getting hot behind uh, the three-point arc? And the question was Saturday. He went seven of ten from three-point land. Uh, sixth, I think, all-time for most three-pointers in a game. Uh, he actually got number 5 all-time for most three-pointers made, and he's still only a junior. But Golden Eagles defeat Tougaloo 96-77 to in a game where you thought, you know, you thought the Eagles would, would handle pretty well. But Drain goes 7-10, 28 points. Gabe Watson, 19 points. Tyler Stevenson, 19 points. And Leonard Harper-Baker continues to be a force underneath, 7 points, 10 rebounds. That's just a really good feel-good game as they uh, get ready in nine days to open up conference play against Louisiana Tech. And
1: they struggled a little bit early in the first half. And actually, Tougaloo, I think, had the lead midway through the first half. But but they settled in. What's interesting, a couple of things stand out to me, and it's more off-court stuff than on-court stuff. I'm I'm not surprised. At all. The Eagles are playing hard. Um, and you know that schedule that everybody talked about was so brutal, and indeed it is, uh, that, that pre-conference schedule. But because that schedule is so tough, the fan base – is really, you know, really, they understand it. You know, they're going, look, I, I, the the record that the Eagles have is indicative of the schedule they played. And again, J- this is nothing new to Coach Jay Ladner, because when he was in the Southland at Southeastern Louisiana, he was having to play a lot of those money games against Texas and Texas A&M and Texas Tech and all those those schools. So he's used to using the pre-conference schedule not only to collect some checks, but to get his guys ready to play. But what I also want to say about the off-the-court stuff is the Hardwood Club meeting was held before the game and a huge crowd at the Hardwood Club meeting, which uh, and Jay Leidner said himself that if that's an indication as to where we're headed as far as the fans go with this basketball program, things are in good stead. Now, when you look at the crowd, you're going, you know, not a very good crowd at all. But you have to remember and, and that the students are out okay they're they 're away for Christmas, and they 're not coming back till about the twentieth of january okay and the students are a very important part of the game day experience at Southern miss so the band the jazz band probably won 't be there. you know the pet band or whatever you want to call it they 're probably not going to be there you won 't see very many students because they 're on break. I wish it the timing wasn 't as such that that would be the case, but it is, so the crowds won 't really get revving up until. The end of January, you know, when the students report back, you hope that that won't won't be a a bad thing as far as the guys getting a a bad start. But I think the way, as hard as they play, I think they're ready to go. It's not my answer, but I mean, just from a a fan standpoint, I think they're ready to go for conference play. And they're going to find out early because La Tech is projected as one of the top teams in the league. So we'll see.
0: So nine days off, obviously they'll be practicing, but nine days till the next game, December 30th. I'm, I'm sorry, seven days. So they'll play next Monday night in Reed Green at 7 p.m. against Louisiana Tech. That'll be the opening of conference play. So uh, some bowl games over the weekend, Conference USA. Uh, you, you look back at, at what they did. Um, wasn't much, Kelly. You go one for three. With Florida Atlantic really, uh, only the team, Florida Atlantic, the only team that, that won. UAB kind of surprised me. You know, they had that lead. Uh, we were talking about that in the first half. App State came back and, you know, beat them by two touchdowns. Florida International was, was holding close to Arkansas State. And uh, Charlotte had too much fun in the Bahamas because they got destroyed um, down there in the ocean. But Florida Atlantic, a fifty-two to twenty-eight uh, win over SMU, and that was an SMU team that, for the most part, uh, was in the top twenty-five through most of the regular season. So. Uh, not the best start for Conference USA, but Florida Atlantic showing why they were the champion.
1: I always, I always like it too when fans uh, get on social media too, and they'll say, "Well, against you know, against the AAC, Conference USA is one and zero, but against the Sun Belt, they're zero and two And of course, those are the significance of that is those are the two conferences that everybody thinks you know in their hypothetical worlds that uh, Southern Miss would be a, a good fit. So the fact that keep, people are keeping track of those, you know, I find uh, I find intriguing.
0: And always, uh, it's it was it was good. Of course, we want our conference teams to win. But man, I think everybody was rooting for Arkansas State. Blake Anderson, uh, man, first Christmas uh, without his wife Wendy. And I tell you what, as a tribute, one of her favorite players on the team was Omar Bayless from right up the road here at Laurel High School. Uh, he had a phenomenal year, right under 1,500 yards going into the bowl game. And how does he finish his career? Nine catches, 180 yards, and a touchdown. So for the year, he's right at 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns. Some guys hope to do that in their career. Uh, He did that his senior year, and that was a tribute to Miss Wendy. So congratulations uh, to Coach Anderson. Kelly literally uh, just got underway uh, right now down uh, at the Bad Boy Mowers, Gasparilla Bowl. I think that's in Tampa. UCF has taken on Marshall. So another opportunity for Conference USA uh, to take on uh, the American. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, one of my favorite friends in the entire world, Bill Broadhead, uh, has a uh, academic, uh, athletic endowment scholarship at the university and has been to really every Southern Miss bowl game going back I don't know how long. But we'll relive some bowl memories and uh, hear from Bill Broadhead next on the Eagle Hour. Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment of
1: the Eagle Hour brought to you by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, right across uh, the Fourth Street Bridge, right over Highway 49, in the shadow of MM Roberts Stadium. Fourth Street Bar and Grill will be open Christmas night. So if you have those relatives that you've had enough of by six o'clock, and maybe want to slip out for a few hours, I see hands going up all over Hattiesburg. Yes, that's you. That's you. <laughs> uh, Four Street Bar and Grill will be open at six o'clock. One of the few places, if not the only place, that's open. And of course, uh, the menu, the menu, the food menu, and the kitchen is open as. 4th Street is open. The kitchen is always open. So uh, wish your friends a Merry Christmas at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Our next guest is somebody who is indirectly involved with the education of Luke Johnson at Southern Miss, a big Southern Miss fan. And we don't know, Bill Broadhead, whether to smack you or hug you, but Luke, take it away.
0: Yeah, Bill, uh, you uh, you did contribute very much to my education, not just mine, but, man, Ryan McKee, Austin Davis, most recently Drake Dorbeck. Uh, you and your wife, Amanda, have had the Christian Athlete Endowment for the Southern Miss football program for a long time. Wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, as uh, We have a, we will have a new recipient pretty soon since Drake's uh, graduating. But, man, you have been uh, one of those guys that wherever the Eagles played during bowl season, um, you've been there too. So I wanted to, to bring you on today, talk a little bowl stuff. Stuff, talk a little endowment stuff man how's your uh, two days before christmas going on hey
3: merry christmas guys thanks for having me on and and i love to get on talk about usm and bowls and yeah I've, I've been blessed to be around some great people like you luke and uh i have been that guy that sat in a lot of bowls in a lot of different cities and seen a lot of great bowls so uh man it's it's, it's a lot of fun can't wait for christmas and then can't wait for fort worth
0: Let's uh, let's remind people of of the endowment you guys have been doing it now almost twenty years. I was the second recipient of. I think Greg Brooks was the first. But how did the endowment come uh, come into to existence?
3: I think actually, Luke, you might have been third behind Derek Nix. Uh, we we started this. Dick Vogel was very instrumental in it. I had a brother-in-law that had passed away in an automobile accident, and Amanda and I were coming back from that funeral and just talking about the wonderful things that have been given and uh, money spent uh, during that time of his passing and and just started praying over ways that we could give back and do something that we could put our hands on now and be a part of now. And, and, you know, several weeks passed, spoke with the university. uh, Dick Vogel came and spoke with us a little bit, kind of guided us into it. And, Luke, you've heard me say this with all, all the other guys. We we're, were looking for an opportunity to recognize people doing it the right way, living, being a warrior on the field, living their life for Christ, and, and honor students. But, man, after these years, we just we just feel like we're blown away. You know, we, we feel like we receive more out of it than the kids do. And that's not the intent, but just the, the brotherhood that you guys have and the, the, the way that you all become family through Team Broadhead, man. It's, it's it's a special thing, and I'm proud of all you guys.
0: You you think about who's been on uh, the recipients of it. Uh, Austin, obviously one of the greatest players to ever put on the black and gold, but man, Ryan McKee went on to play in the NFL. But I know you were tickled pink. I was telling uh, Kelly, whenever uh, Drake Dorbeck, the uh, recipient for the last few years, he wins the Kent Hull Award as Mississippi, the best offensive lineman uh, in, in college in Mississippi. I know that was exciting for you.
3: Oh, look, I was so happy for the big war daddy, man. He's He's had a great career and uh, hopefully some more football to be played ahead of him.
0: You, um, you have been to a lot of bowl games, um, and it, it started when you were a kid. And, and people don't know this about you, but you, uh, you go way back with Coach Hobson. At the same time, you were involved when Marshall was uh, in their glory days with, with uh, Randy Moss and, and some of those guys with Coach Pruitt. Um, you have been to many Southern Miss bowl games. Is there, is there anyone that specifically stands out to you? And, and I know when this time of year comes, just those memories come racing back.
3: Yeah, it's, it's great to be a Southern Miss fan and have great memories and Bowls. But, uh, uh, Kelly, can, can I ask you a question first, Kelly? Shoot. Listen, man, there's a lot of great Bowls to talk about, and let's, let's get real. And like Luke said, I've got family that was coaching. So, I was, other than USM, I was in the stands when, when Frazier ran all over Florida back. I think that was around 96, the fiesta that Nebraska and Florida – I was in the Dome on the national championship in 97 on Werfel's performance with Florida, Florida State. But, Kelly, have you ever seen a a dominant individual performance as what was in the 2003 Liberty Bowl? I mean, come on, Kelly. Look, when when that first year Urban Meyer and and Luke Johnson punting the ball all over the place, I hear that Urban still talks about... Uh, the kicking of Southern Mist to this day is still in all one of the greatest individual performances of all time, and that was by Big Luke Johnson. That uh, was it O three Luke, the uh, MVP there for the Liberty Bowl.
0: Kelly knows all about it because Kelly claimed the trophy for himself at Ramy Motors on Friday. I got to see it. Still there? I would not. I would not have believed
1: it if I didn't see it uh, myself. Um, you
3: know, he's he's the man,
1: Kelly. You, the, got, you got
3: to know that. But uh, other
1: than you know, obviously, 03 is the one that comes to mind. Look,
3: like, I mean, come on. But but other than that, man, there's there's a lot of good ones. I think back and uh, let's see, '97 Liberty when, when we actually uh, just destroyed Pittsburgh. That's that's a special one. Um,
1: I'd say I'd uh, say that was my favorite. '97 was my favorite. I think I,
3: that arguably arguably the best you know Southern Miss Bowl ever. I was just dominant from uh from the kickoff and uh we came off the bus hungry obviously i think the 2000 mobile when we got to uh beat TCU with uh what was that just a few seconds left and uh oh, like the new orleans the troy the mike mcgee uh, overtime the superman block you know there's just there's a lot of great usm moments and a lot of a lot of fun bowls and uh it's just, just blessed
1: to be an eagle, Bill. I want to ask you. I want to ask you how you handle uh, conversations from uh, what I call um, uh, lukewarm eagle fans that always have the answers to everything. They, you know, if if the AD in the school would just listen to all, you know, listen to everybody, they would, you know, because everybody's got all the answers. You've been with the Eagles when they've you know struggled. You've been with them in the good times. How do you answer these people who supposedly have all the answers?
3: Uh, well, yeah, nobody actually has all the answers. You know, uh, with anything, like with the radio show, uh, I'm an educator, like with the school, and it's the same with the university. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people just, they, they don't really know. You know, and and it's, it's just sometimes you have to temper that enthusiasm, and you, you got to appreciate it's coming from a place where people want what's better for the university, what's best for the university, but at the same time, if you get a little sneak peek behind some of the hard decisions that are being made you know is people that are being paid to work for the greater good of the universe and sometimes it's hard decisions and sometimes people don't understand it but honestly the, the you're asking me how I would respond to that one you know tell them you're glad that they, they have such concern for the universe but two, ask them if they've been to a game man listen if, if all the people that want to complain about USM would would Turn off the uh, SEC game at two thirty and come on out to the Rock with uh, with all the other Eagles, man. It'd be, it'd be a different world, it'd be a lot easier for our athletic program to fund things.
1: Yeah, preach. <laughs> You're not the only person that has said that, but you know, it's just of course I think it's human nature to always you know first jump on the negative train, you know, as opposed to the positive train because there are some well, easier, yeah, good easier. good things going on. You know, you just have to have to see it. Yeah,
3: that's right. And, look, we're, we're, we're in good shape right now. You know, I know we've had another year in football that uh, game where you're going to have injuries. But we had a lot of key injuries and some hard times. And, and there's a lot of uh, promising future coming ahead, man. It's, it's a good time to be an Eagle. It always is. Uh, but it's, right now is a good time to be a Golden Eagle. I'm excited.
0: Bill, I know you coach basketball for a while. We were just recapping this last weekend against uh, Tougaloo. But it does seem like there is a lot of renewed excitement in the fan base. It seems like Jay Ladner wants to be here. He's not looking down the road. And uh, I just Kelly and I have just said it over and over again. You feel like this 2019-2020 uh, squad is going to finish way better than what they were projected to last in Conference USA. Yeah,
3: I, I don't think we're going to finish last. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a hard-nosed group. They're well coached you know, Jay, Jay Ladd's going to do a magnific- magnificent job. And, yeah, he wants to be here. I mean, this is his home. He's been wanting to be here. He's finally getting the opportunity. You know, uh, you, you watch like the other night uh, playing, a, playing a ranked team that played in the National Championship last year. Three of our rotation players are out with injuries and different things. And, you know, the, the next guy up had him stepping up and playing the type of basketball that you're going to see from Jay Ladd's teams in the future. Add some of his recruiting classes to it, and that's, that's not knocking the current guys. They're, they're trying their best, but you know how that goes—you get your, your guys in, and uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's—you just have to be hot at the right time, you know. And they're clearly getting better, I think, each time they go out because it's no secret that Conference USA is only going to get one bid into the NCAA tournament. Um, so you know, they they progress, and even if they even if they finish last, if they get hot at the right time, you know who well. I, because I'm not sure even the last place team gets in the tournament, do they, the Conference USA tournament? I'm, I'm not sure the format this year.
3: That's, that's changed from time mm-hmm. to time. Usually usually not. But Jay, Jay's one of those guys, like you know, a lot of coaches, when you're coaching and in basketball you get those home-and-homes where a few weeks later you're playing again. And you always want to look at, hey, when we played them this first time, how did we fare compared to this second? Are we getting better as a team? And, and I think he puts a lot of focus on that. You're, you, what you said is correct, Kelly. It's going to be whoever wins that tournament It's going to be the Conference USA Rail. And his teams are going to be engineered and built to where they're improving during the year. You know, he's, he's going to be breaking some eggs, uh, you know, in order to do it yeah. to come out of tournament time. Our, our kids are going to be a hard out.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, Bill, man, thanks for your time today. Hey, tell uh, all the team Broadhead up in uh, Hall that, that we wish them a very Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon, boss. Thanks for being on today.
3: Same to you guys. Merry Christmas.
0: It's Bill Broadhead, longtime Eagles supporter, and has the Bill and Amanda Broadhead Christian Endowment, uh, Christian Athletic Endowment for the Southern Miss football program. Kelly and I talk a little Christmas, a little NFL right after this on the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the
1: top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Hattiesburg Toyota on Hattiesburg's Highway 98 West, five four four nine six three zero. 9630 Besides your spouse and your house, the car is the biggest investment you'll ever make. Why not get your money's worth and get the best performing automobile the past five years running? Hattiesburg Toyota, full selection of new and pre-owned cars on Highway 98 West, 544-9630, 544 three zero, of course the six oh one area code. A programming note, tomorrow, no Eagle Hour, no live Eagle Hour. We will present a best of Eagle Hour show tomorrow. And then Wednesday, in this time slot, we will have Christmas music for you. Uh so if you're having a Christmas dinner or opening presents, whatever, you just put us on in the background, some nice uh nice quiet Christmas music that uh will will enhance the background of any festivities going on at your house again best of eagle hour tomorrow and then christmas music on wednesday and then we will resume our live eagle hour programming on thursday i think that about does it luke is the johnson's ready to go for the big day
0: yeah we're ready to go Uh, it's actually been like the 12 days of christmas to us you know last monday lauren and i went to new orleans watch the saints We had something Friday, we had something Saturday, we had something yesterday, got something tonight, something tomorrow, and then I get to hang with you on Thursday, Kelly, so it just... It just all continued. I, you know, you talked about people putting uh, Christmas music in the background. Are you telling me that people wouldn't put Eagle Hour in the background and hear me, you, and Bob just, you know, uh, blowing hot air in the background when kids are opening Christmas presents no, it's, on, on it,
1: Wednesday morning? It's supposed to be a festive time, a happy time. So, so <laughs> hey, that's exactly speaking what Speaking of festive,
0: yes, it is festivus today. Do you have any grievances to air on air? to the world because that's what you're supposed to do today.
1: Actually, I don't, man. I could not be any happier. You know you're talking about you and Lauren and your busy schedule. I have done absolutely nothing the past 4 days. I mean, nothing. That's I'm nice. Watch some TV, watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Um, of course, went to the Star Shh, Wars movie I haven't watched it Friday yet. night. <laughs> um, but that's man, I've done I absolutely nothing. I should compliment
0: nothing. you, Kelly. I just want to compliment you. You are well behaved in public. Uh, The other night and uh, if you weren't there, just let you know, if
1: you weren't there with those watchful eyes, I probably wouldn't have been. But, oh, uh, I got you. I don't want you to report you. to Uncle Bob that I misbehaved. You know, and, and, <laughs>
0: you know, I was thinking report. we were literally going to sit behind each other. There was, you know, we were like ten feet from each other, maybe fifteen feet, because of the guardrails and the space. Man, that thing! I tell you what, I, I don't, I don't go to very many movies uh, anymore. But man, that was the way to do it. It was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. Hey, uh, real quick, some NFL stuff because some things changed, Kelly, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's all going to come down to Week Seven when a lot of teams you think would rest their starters, the 49ers and Seahawks are going to be unable to. We thought that the Rams game was the game where the upset would take place. The Arizona Cardinals upset the Seahawks yesterday. How about that? And The Seahawks were only 5-3 and three at home
1: this year, and the Bengals, no kidding aside, the Bengals only lost to them by a point up there. So the Seahawks don't play as well at home as they do on the road, which is an oddity in the NFL. But, yeah, the Cardinals look great. It,
0: it, it really is. They they did, and so what that means is week 17, it will be the 49ers at the Seahawks. And if the Seahawks were to win that game and the Saints the, win on the road at Carolina, um, the, the Saints... But still, how's this going to happen with Green Bay, though? Because we're all Vikings. I'm a Vikings fan tonight. I want the Vikings to beat. If the Vikings win tonight... Uh, because the Packers are going to steamroll the lines next week, so if the Vikings win tonight, the Seahawks win against the 49ers, the Saints win, the Saints are in, and they're the number one seed. I mean, they got home field advantage throughout. I'm not sure how a Green Bay New Orleans Saint tiebreaker will go. Need to research that one. Um, but you, you you look at the Colts just destroying the Panthers yesterday. Saints are looking pretty good, and I tell you what, uh, Cincinnati's looking pretty good in the Joe Burrow sweepstakes.
1: Yeah, but poor Joe Burrow. You know, he's thinking to himself you know, his prayer life, you know, God, thank you for this wonderful year. <laughs> and uh, Is God might Is say, there any scenario? Uh, go ahead. You know, I was just going to say, uh, God's going to say, well, Joe, I hope you enjoyed it because you're going to get taken by the Bengals next year, and uh. your career is over
0: as we know it. Is there any scenario where the Bengals take Chase Young at one and Washington – gets Joe Burrow at two, and Bob Getty becomes the most happiest man in America. I think the
1: more likely scenario is that the Bengals wouldn't take either one because they make sense. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) the the Bengals aren't the Bengals for for no reason. Uh They'll pick some guy that should be taken in the sixth round, you know.
0: It'll never happen, but it's just we can pontificate in in, uh, sports radio. Yeah, good work. What would happen if the Saints did something to get Joe Burrow? What a – I think the city – the state of Louisiana would, like, succeed from the Union and just become their own empire. I mean, that would be the most incredible thing ever. It'll never happen in a blue moon, but it would be pretty And I'm pleased to
1: report the Patriots will not have home field advantage in the playoffs. They will get a home game. But if they win at home, which they probably should, then they'll have to go to Baltimore if the Ravens win, so...
0: There is justice in the universe. We appreciate you spending this Monday with you. And I just want to tell you and uh, Kelly, you and Dalton, uh, I hope you guys uh, have a great Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you guys Thursday. Please um, be safe out there, y'all, and and let's celebrate the reason for the season, Jesus coming uh, for us. So for all of us here at the Eagle Hour, hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. We'll catch you on Thursday. As always, Southern Miss to To the the top. top.
3: Into the future
2: I wanna fly like an eagle to the
3: sea fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I
0: want to fly like an eagle till I'm free